Here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, my brother, Chris Morales, but better known as Coach C. He's in with me. We're going to discuss and recap our time in L.A. We were at the 94 Feet Certification. We did our first community meetup, did our first camp, and he's from the unique position of, you know, been he's been locked in with me for a while. He's been to all the conferences from Committed to the Craft to Committed to the Gospel, which we have coming up, and he'll be involved in it. So, Coach C, welcome in, brother. What's up, man? It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you for having me, bro. Yeah, so uh, I've always said what's so unique about C is we talk all the time about the power of collaboration. I don't think anybody does it as well as him because he just seems to be in so many different pockets, so many different uh, events, and he works with a lot of high-level coaches trainers man i want you to speak on that real quick uh see is just how you've kind of developed that or what's your mindset because i would say you have an abundant mindset you know he don't have a scarce mindset you're not insecure obviously going back to your work with with dj sackman and, and just so many other coaches and trainers man where did you develop that mindset of like i'm gonna i'm gonna work with others collaborate and bring them value oh well you know, I, I definitely learned that from, from DJ, you know, DJ um, was a mentor and he, he taught me a lot about the business. He taught me a lot about training uh, when I first came in, uh, interning with him and, you know, and DJ was about collabing. You know, I saw how he not only collabed with other big trainers, he also brought in other trainers and developed them. You know what I mean? He had a lot of interns coming in and out and uh, he just taught me a lot about that, man. I saw him collab. I remember interning with him. My first camp was with uh, with him, Tyler Ralph, and Andrew Moran from Miami Hoop School. And like, and from then on, I just learned. I just learned like it's it's about collabing. When you collab, things become bigger. You know, things become. Uh, you do a lot more. You're able to impact a lot in the game when you collab. If that makes sense, you know. So, tell them a little bit about before we get into LA, man. Uh, where you're from, what you got going on, uh, and just briefly about your background getting into coaching and training. Yeah, man. Um, uh, I'm from North Jersey. Um, I started out training as facts. I mean, it was it was a ministry for me. It started in the church for me. Um, I had such a love for the game because it, you know, I bust my butt as a as a you know out of high school, try to walk on at a JUCO. It didn't work out for me there. And then I tried out for other colleges and it didn't work out for me. And um, I just was playing and I was like, man, I want to get into coaching. And I started coaching teams and coaching wasn't my thing. And I'm like, man, let me let me start getting into skill development. And it just started out as a as a ministry. I started out in a in a local church in my local church that I was attending at the time. It was uh, uh, it had like a, a rug and a portable basket. And we started with uh, with three kids. And then uh, I just saw how God was moving in that, man. Um, it went from three kids to about 10 to 15 from the area, you know, and this was just a volunteer thing. And I always used to be like, man, I wish I could make it, I can make this a profession. Um, then, uh, you know, social media became a really big thing at the time. And um, I started following, you know, other trainers and DJ was one of them. And I saw that DJ was from, from Jersey. Uh, I reached out to his manager. Uh, he brought me in. You know, I, I, had, I had conversations with him. I, I booked a workout. That ended up, you know, I had conversations with DJ after the workout, and he asked me what I really wanted to do with it. 
and I and I told him like, man, I really want to make this, I really want to make this my profession. I want to do this for a living. Um, brought me in, uh, signed me up. I did a five month internship. So that's how that's how training started for me briefly. You know, uh, that's uh, and then from there, man, it just took off. Um, right now, I became I just became an independent trainer. Um, I was with DJ for about five years. Um, not that I broke off from DJ, we still do things together, but um, now I broke off and uh, and I'm an, an independent trainer building my business. Um, I work out, it's crazy because I work out of a local church right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm back from where I started, but um, I'm at a local church right now building out my business, man. Um, scary, but uh, very thankful, man, that I'm doing what I love. No, man, you're walking by faith. Yeah. Definitely. You're walking by faith and... So let's let's do this. We had the Committed to the Craft conference in San Diego. C went to that. And like I said, he was at our first one we did in Louisville, as well as Committed to the Gospel, which we're going to get into and really compare the two, you know, from, from his perspective. But this L.A. was our first big, like, community meetup. And from the conference in San Diego, one thing I really wanted to emphasize when I was developing this conference with Ryan was we want to build a community, not a conference. Yeah. We saw the need for, you know, from my perspective, all of these events and conferences kind of overlap each other. They deal with a lot of the on-court stuff, uh, coaching styles, coaching philosophies, drills, which are all great. But what I've realized is that the reason why most struggle is not because of anything on the basketball stuff. It's a lot of the the emotional aspect of being a, the entrepreneur aspect, the business skills, the people skills, all these different aspects, like how you balance family and life. These are things that don't get discussed that I was like, you know what, let's build an entire community addressing those issues. We'll address the business issues in basketball. But why not bring all these gifted people together? And as iron sharpens iron, we would sharpen each other, collaborate with each other, learn from each other. And so out of that, from the San Diego uh, Committed to the Craft Conference, we ended up having an L.A. conference yeah. that coincided with Phil Handy's 94 feet certification. And we worked it out where C and his boy, Coach Caleb, from up in Canada, we all met up in LA. And uh, you know, I love telling this story. So we meet up, I got the spot. I said, see, you get the rental car. <laughs> He's like, hey, I got you. So we land in LAX and hey, once we found Caleb, we ended up uh, walking across LA, man, to pick up this rental car, man. Oh, man. But uh, once we finally got it, we was walking up with train tracks. We knew it was going to be a good trip. Thanks. We checked in, and I, there's so much we could say from, man, riding bikes on Venice Beach, Rodeo Drive, down at UCLA, running the Toronto Raptors, yeah. coaching staff, all because C knew all the lines from, uh, what was it, was <laughs> Boys in the Hood? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a whole nother story. But let's start out with this, man. What was your um, what was your first impressions of going to L.A. 
And let's start with let's start with day one, which was our LA camp, our community meetup. We had eight different coaches fly in. Yeah. Actually three different countries. Yeah. In different states, man. So talk about the impact of getting together as a community and running that camp. Man, uh there's so much to unpack there, man. It was a blessing. Uh I told you this was a it, it started out as a ministry for me. So like being able to be on the court, not just one, just to share with you, you know, share the court with you. You know what I mean? Being able to do, you know, stuff together and then have the eight other coaches in there, especially shout out to Caleb as well, my guy. Um, but being able to be on the court, um, teach the game that we love, but not only that, being able to share our faith. You know what I mean? Being able to share the gospel, being able to to talk about things outside of basketball, you know what I mean? Being able to impact lives through, you know, through the word of God. And and that's what, that's how it started out for me. You know what I mean? So like that, I take it, not to say that I don't love, you know, I love being on the court and teaching the game and being around other big trainers. That's cool. But being able to, to share, to share the gospel and, and, and through the game that we love is, is, is a blessing, bro. So like, um, Again, being able to be around you guys, uh, the community, uh, share the same court with you guys, and being able to share our faith was amazing, bro. You know, just to – yeah. Well, I was saying, you know, we – the context of all this is we ran a camp at Rio Hondo Prep. Yeah. Shout out to them. Got a great relationship. They got an amazing sports ministry out there. And then we went out to eat um, as a community, broke bread together, fellowshiped. But, you know, what I really enjoyed, maybe you can speak to this, was it was so fun for me to organize an event where this school, they knew who I was. Yeah. They knew what I I was going to do. But uh, you remember, we were talking to the coaches, man. They were blown away. They're like, dude, you guys are amazing. (laughs) Like, how did you get all these people together? And even though I kind of organized it, what, what was fun for me was, I just enjoy sitting back yeah. and training and learning from, from you and all the other coaches because we had a meeting beforehand and I told them, I said, Hey, if you want to, if you got a drill, if you've got a teaching point, I want everybody involved. This is not, this is not a, an event where you're just going to be a backup singer. <laughs> and I've been to that, man. Like we've talked about this. I went to an event recently last year where I was promoted as one of the lead trainers and I got there and, and one of the people who was involved in it, uh, he made sure that the whole show was about him and that he pushed everybody to the side. And I was like, you know, again, this is, this is the theme that I see within the industry is the, the ego yeah. of using others to prop themselves up. And one thing that is very important to me is that when we have a community, man, like when one wins, we all win. When yeah. one has an event, we all promote it. Right. And and when one is going through something, I can think of a guy right now I'm praying for within the community. He just had a tragic loss within his family. Man, we all got behind him and was praying, praying for this guy, you know, praying over him. And he 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 told us how much that meant to him. So, so to me, that's what the community is, yeah. is giving platform to others. You know, that's something I really walked away with 
from the from the the community campus like man we need these like I don't know if we're going to try to do them quarterly or what but I was like man the community needs this especially the ones coming in because you know how vicious the industry can get yeah facts gosh, man yeah and that's uh that that in itself man like being able to being able to be around like there was it was like you said there was no egos on the court everybody was everybody was bouncing off each other you know what I mean and it's like man I liked how you do this I like how you teach this like you know and I it was the same thing like we were just all bouncing off each other and it was just a the vibe it was a good vibe man and and just being able to be in that atmosphere uh was amazing that's what you know that's what separates you know uh that's separate for me it separates what what I usually do on the basketball court as a business and then when you do it as a ministry cuz that's this is what it is this is a ministry you know what i'm saying it's a community it's a ministry being able to to again share our faith and being able to be and you know being able to impact these kids lives is amazing you know yeah and i think there is a way of I've, I've learned this summer and even working with Phil Handy and his event how he he was a part of committed to the craft and he asked me to, to come and be a part of the 94 feet certification there is a way to have an abundance mindset meaning i don't need this coach or this trainer to lose for me to win yeah if if i see man if i see c has an opportunity um like i see his academy and everything he's doing with Caleb blowing up in canada yeah i don't look at that as like man he took a slice off of my plate you know what I mean? There's not one pie. Like yeah. everybody can win. You know what I mean? There's a thousand different pies that we can eat from. So I think what's so unique, and I learned this from Phil, Phil has a great way of doing this, is for us to support each other. What happens is once you have that abundance mindset, man, it's like a vibration. It opens up so many different doors that you didn't see before, so many opportunities because people can sense if you're selfish. Yeah. They can sense if you're a good person or you're you're really you're actually trying to bring value and help somebody versus I sense your agenda that you're trying to use me. Yeah. You know, that is something I definitely picked up. And so let's use that. We had a great camp, had a great time eating together, fellowshipping. I, I loved it because it was like we got a bunch of people together. And it wasn't just like a couple of us. It felt like all eight of us, you know, we were communicating, hanging out together, yeah. doing different stuff together. Um, let's swing it to, we went to UCLA. And I said, yo, we, we got to go to UCLA. For you guys that don't know, UCLA is in Beverly Hills. Yeah. So it's in a beautiful part of LA. And I'm just, I'm a huge John Wooden fan. So I was telling C and K, like, yo, I got to take you to the, to the wooden den, the center where they have the whole museum. Easy. And I got to tell the story, bro, because this is such a crazy story. As soon as we parked the car and we're walking in, I told Chris and Cave, I said, man, I, I've been praying over this L.A. trip. I feel like some amazing stuff's going to happen. So I'm just praying for divine appointments. Mm. I'm not force nothing. Uh, Phil, Phil Handy even had a table for me to set up at the certification, I said, man, I'm not using the table. I said, we're going we gonna to gorilla market this thing. See, you take these flowers, flyers, I take these. But we're just going to meet people, man. I'm going to pray with people. I'm going to meet them. I'm going to just learn about their life. 
So I think UCLA is where it really took off, bro. We parked the car, we're walking, and literally within the first five minutes, we hear somebody, a group of uh, of dudes talking about a movie, but they couldn't remember the line. And then, see, I'm gonna let you pick it up from here. What happened from there, bro? Sure. We're walking. We're walking down, headed to the wooden den. Uh, we hear my man's talking about uh, a line from Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Uh, it was Boys in the Hood. And he's like, "Man, what's that?" He was like, "Man, what's that part when, you know?" I guess it was when, uh, when, when Ricky got shot, and uh, he was like, and and Cuba Gooding Jr. was yelling out, "Ricky." I was like, man, that's. I looked at him. I was like, bro, that's Boys in the Hood. And he's like, oh, shoot. He's like, he knows what it is. And we just started talking. And then that's when you were like, we're looking. And I'm like, man, this guy has like Toronto Raptors gear on. And you were like, you were like, yo, you, you guys were, were Rico. And and he was like, nah, we just here, you know, running running workouts here at, at um, in the gym. And he was like, so he's like, nah, we're, you know, we're a part of the, we're a part of the Toronto Raptors, uh, uh, coaching staff. And I was like, man. And then when the guy looked at you, he was like, man, I know you. He's like, I know you, Phil. He's like, yo, you do all the, the, the basketball. He's like, you do all the ball handling stuff. And then that's when, you know, that ended up being a blessing, man. You would, you, you ended up talking with them. You were, uh, you actually got to pray for them too. That was a that was amazing, man. Being able to, yeah. And then, uh, and not only that, like he was like, man, how can we, how can we collab? How can we help each other? That was the that was the amazing part. You know what I mean? There it is, bro. There that, it is, man. Was, because so for context, Rico Hines was the player development coach for the Toronto Raptors last year. He's with the Sixers this year. He spoke at the ninety four feet. So we just assumed, oh, they're here for the 94 feet certification with Rico. Everybody knows Rico Hines runs are the best in UCLA. And I found out they were running the rookie camp for the Raptors. And they were on their way out. I don't know if you remember, see, they one said he was flying to Africa. One was going to Canada. One was going to Texas. And what was cool was one of the player development coaches, uh, like he said, had actually had been following me on Instagram, but bro, I, I don't know if I told you this, but he was following Hoops for Christ, the page. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was saying that um, he was a big time player, 11 year pro. And like I said, now he's a coach in the NBA. But what was really cool was, again, how small the basketball world is and how social media has com- connected so much of us. That was the first event, like I, I told C multiple times, where I met so many people that I had been following on social media or that they had been following me for a, a long period of time. So there was an automatic connection because we know each other's work. And the energy was, I appreciate what you do with the game. And it just opened that door for me to minister to them or pray for them throughout the time. And that was really cool there because we look at the NBA as, you know, that's the standard. But we got to pray over them. And then we went into the uh, – we got to go see the the Wooden Den, the museum. Yeah. Which, you know, we joked. We were like, bro, if anybody goes on a recruiting visit to UCLA, how do they not commit immediately to UCLA? Man, I was like, yo, do I have any eligibility left at all? 
I want to be out here. So UCLA was dope. And then we go into the 94 feet certification. Let's recap that one real quick. I'm going to tell you what. Phil had his uh, sweat 94 camp going on. Yeah. Uh, for the ladies, a lot of the girls flew in, and that was during the daytime. So this is the format, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, that Friday and Saturday was the Sweat 94 camp. Yeah. And he had a lot of uh, a lot of coaches and trainers as a staff on that. Great camp. I came in and checked it out one morning, talking to other coaches and praying over Gannon. And then from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. was the actual 94 feet certification and he had just a stellar lineup yeah. of coaches. But what I like is, I'm going to get your thoughts on this, C. I like how everything was done on court. It was a 45-minute master class for each of his coaches. I think there was eight different sessions, but they were on court teaching a specific topic. Uh, Teresa Weatherspoon did a phenomenal job picking row defense. Oh. Uh Chris Johnson really stood out to me with his finishing circuit. His son yes. did that with his whole staff. Um, I think we're going to talk about Gannon later on. Gannon closed it with just, I mean, he was on fire. Literally, his hair was on fire. <laughs> and everybody did phenomenal, Chris Hines or anything. But yeah. I really like the format of 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. because it gave us the whole daytime for us to go enjoy L.A. I feel like we saw like half of L.A. in those two days uh, prior to that. So I don't know what you want to speak on that really stuck out to you at that certification. Um, again, um, I loved I loved the presentations. Uh, I, the one that stuck out to me, I agree with you, was with Chris Johnson. I loved I was I loved Teresa. Teresa was on fire that day. She was just throwing out nuggets like little nuggets here and there on the pick and roll defense. Um, I loved Rico, how he had KP come out. KP didn't even miss. He put him through like a shooting workout. That was, that was amazing. Um, but what was amazing to me was, is like, you know, I've been to conferences and 94 feet was amazing, but we were there and it was like the conversations that we were having on the side were, had nothing to do with basketball. And it absolutely. Had, about what was going on in people's lives you know what I mean like man uh you know I had conversations man like you know especially with guys that I've spoken with previous like that I've met at other other conferences is like you know I'm struggling here I'm struggling there I've been going through this I've been going through that and um and that's what stuck out to me and I'm like man and you have been saying this whole the whole trip you were like yo Chris I'm out here for this is bigger than basketball see and that's what you kept saying. Like, I'm out here for a reason. I'm out here for a purpose. And and to see that, like, just to be able then like, we were, I remember getting into the conference and, you know, we kind of separated. Like, you went your way, you were setting up, and then I had, you were like, Chris, you take these flyers and you go pass them out here. And then Caleb was like, all right, I'm going to grab these and I'm going to go there. And, 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 like, in those times of passing out, you know, and then being able to share, like, oh, what's this community about? You know what I mean? Being able to share that with people, what the community was about. And then we would reconvene. We would come back to our seats. And you were like, yo, Chris, man, I had a conversation with I had a conversation with this guy. I was able to pray with him. I was able to do this. And and I was like, man. And I started to, I started to understand, like, what you were really talking about. You know what I mean? You were like, man, like, 
we're out here for a bigger for a bigger reason, a bigger purpose. You know what I mean? Because again, these conversations that we were having had nothing to do with with basketball. Um, one one thing that stuck out to me was um, uh, I know you we could, we'll talk about Gannon, but Gannon. Gannon, Gannon was like, no, hold on, hold on. You, you got to tell that story about this. It's such a great story. Oh. It's such a great backstory. Go ahead. So, I didn't know if you wanted me to touch on that right now, but I'll touch on it right now. So, um, Gannon, we come in, we, we walk in and Gannon is laid out on the turf field. And we're like, like, yo, G what's up? He's like, man, I'm, I'm tired. He's like, I'm exhausted. And he's like, cause he, you know, he was at the 94, the, the sweat camp and he was running the stuff and, you know, he was running his stations and, and we had asked him, we were like, yo, man, did you leave? And he was like, nah, man. Like, he's like, I left for a little bit, went to go get something to eat, came back to the gym. And he's like, and I was like, you're, you know, had asked him like, you're presenting, right? Like you're, you're doing, he was like, yeah. He's like, but I'm the last one. And I'm like, yeah. So real quick for context. So Gannon, if you if you guys ever been around Gannon, he he when he talks to you, he's going to give you everything when he's on the court. He's giving you everything. There's no break. His energy levels are not even human. So he was doing the whole camp for four hours. Yes. And then he said so many coaches were talking to him that, you know, he's giving them their time. So he's talking, pouring into him nonstop. And then he has the four hours at night for the certification. So he's just like mentally drained, just drained. And we're in, we're three in the bathroom and Gannon's like splashing water on his face. Like, yo, trying to wake himself up. And, you know, and Gannon, he, he, I don't even know if he told you this, bro, but he told me how much you served him in that moment. He really appreciated Pick up the story from there, brother. And he, he's like, man, I need, I need something. And I'm like, he's like, I need an energy drink. I need a little something. And I'm like, I'm like, let's go. And he's like, what you mean? I'm like, let's go, man. I'm like, I got the car outside. I'm like, I'll, let me roll around in the front. We'll, we'll go down to, we'll find a store down or a gas station down the road. And we'll pick you up like a little energy drink, get you a coffee or something, you know? And he's like, He's like, all right. He's like, so we get in the car. I meet him around the front, drive him down to, we drive down to, I think it was like a 7-Eleven. Uh, he picks up a, he picks up an energy drink, uh, grabs a little something to eat. And uh, we come back, drop him off at the front. He come in and, you know, and then, you know, fast forward, you know, we get to the the last presentation and I'm like, I don't think that man needed an energy drink. <laughs> Yo, no, no, like, so he's getting worked on. Like, they, they're over here stretching him out in the back. We come back around. He's working out. You remember that? He oh, started working out. He was doing push-ups. He was working out. To see that. I didn't even know he was working out. Okay. He he hit that energy drink. And he was like, I'm good now. I feel the anointing. Phil, I appreciate you praying for me. I'm ready to go. And, again, you got to think. Two full days, he's the last presentation. And honestly, like, we're all tired. You just listener fatigue. You know, when you go to these conferences, all, even if all the – I've learned this from Committed to the Craft. Everybody was a phenomenal speaker, but you can only absorb so much information. Yeah, for sure. 
So, and I, and I'm shout out to Mike G. Mike G did a phenomenal job in his presentation because he he had everybody get up and interact, and that that caught everybody's attention. But you know, Gannon goes two hours later after Mike G, and Mike G could tell that people were kind of checking out. But I will say this about Gannon, since we're on this topic. He goes out there, and I knew because of what we were doing, there was a spiritual warfare aspect to it. Thanks. And Gannon was like, man, I'm going to be bold about my faith in this setting. And so he gets out there, and he goes so hard out of the gate. He's got 45 minutes. I remember the first 10 to 15 minutes, he was so passionate, going so hard at the uh, players that were on court at with him with so much energy that I remember leaning over to you and I said, man, see, they don't know how to receive Gannon right now. They don't know if they should laugh at his jokes. They don't know if he's serious because they've never experienced this fireball. And something me and me and Gannon say all the time to each other is this quote, if you get on fire for God, people will come to watch you burn. And I'm like, yo, Gannon is on fire right now. But I said to you, hey, they don't know how to receive him right now, but watch what happens the last 15 minutes. He's going to win them all over, and he's going to get a standing ovation at the end of this, man. That's exactly what happened. Exactly. So after after that whole thing, fast forward, you know, uh, we get back from L.A. I get a text message at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that sounds about right. So I get a text message 2 a.m. from Gannon. And I'm like, I had to, like, double take. Like, I looked at my phone, and I'm like, man, this G? And he's like, he's like, Chris, I want to thank you. And I'm like, thank me for what? And he's like, thank you, bro. He's like. You took your time out to just take me down the block and get me like an energy drink and get me out, take me for a ride, get a little fresh air, you know, give me that, give me that energy drink, give me a little something in my system. And when I came back, man, he's like, you don't know how much of a blessing that was. And I was like, man, I'm like, you're welcome. Anything that I could, anything that I could do, you know what I mean? And he was like, no, no, you you really, really helped me out, see? And I was like, man, I didn't know how much of a blessing that was. You know what I mean? Like, he hit me at 2 a.m. And then actually, then you called me the next day and was like, yo, see, like, Gannon, Gannon was really talking about how how much you blessed him that day. And I was like, man, I didn't even know. I was just like, I was just trying to help out, you know? I was like, man, I, bro, if I was tired, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I would want somebody to be like, yo, let's go real quick. I'll take you, you know? And, um, and that's the, you know, I just was looking out for my brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And man, giving you your flowers too, man. I think that is, that is, that right there describes why I rock with you, man. You got a heart to serve and I'm just, I'm thankful, man. I'm thankful that, I get to go through this journey of life with good brothers like you, man. And I, it was cool for Gannon to see that. And you know what? I'm going to just take this opportunity, man, and go ahead and announce that um, Gannon is going to be at committed to the gospel. He's coming back. 
My boy C is going to be there. He's involved sharing his testimony. You know, I think I'm going to put, because we got breakouts, I think I'm going to put you and Gannon together. You guys are going to lead a group. Okay. Uh, when we're there. So it's it's going to be a blast, man. So uh, let me say this. I'm going to do a quick hitters, just real quick, of what I took away from the 94 feet certification. Number one, uh, got to show love to Phil Handy, man. Thanks. I can't say enough about Phil. Uh, I've always said what makes Phil special is his humility and how he treats people as a human being. The fact that um, we were standing in the elevator in San Diego and he says, Phil, man, you, you and Ryan, y'all did it again, man. Y'all did an amazing job. And he's like, I want, I want us to partner together. Like I see what you're doing with the community and feels like basically you call yours the committed community, I call mine the family tree. Yeah. It's like, but it's the same thing. He's like, we need to just partner together, do events together. And I was like, yeah, I'm down. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not turning down Phil. And I'm like, what, what do you think? He's like, come out to the, come out to the certification event. And I want you to talk to people about your committed community. And the fact that he gave me his platform and now you see too, uh, which was really cool. I didn't know it was going to work out this way, but there was a big feel of how we ran our camp yeah. in LA. It's how he ran his certification. If you notice, Phil really just, he kind of hosted it. He got involved in the beginning and then he stepped back and let Chris Hines take it from there. Yeah. AJ Diggs and uh, just some quick hitters, Mike G. What I took away from his was he's a master of his craft with basketball movement, how he prepares an athlete, but he reads the room of where they're at mentally, emotionally. Uh, Rico Hines, just the gift to connect and communicate. Yeah. Rico did a very simplistic shooting workout, and he had obviously one of the best shooters in the world in KP there, but they had an incredible connection and relationship on the court. And it was just cool to see him build him up in yeah. front of us. That's what we took away. Forget the shooting. Get the shooting. What we saw was Rico's love, man. Yeah. We saw his love in the workout. Um, Teresa Weatherspoon, man. I, I would I would venture to say she she actually stole the show. Like she, oh. of all people, came out of nowhere. And I was talking to Candace Wiggins. She played for. Teaspoon in the WNBA. Candace Wiggins uh, was one of my speakers that committed to the craft. And she said that she was one of the few people in the WNBA that had a bright light. Yeah. And there's no accident. I think now she's with the New Orleans Pelicans. But she just did a master class. I told you, I've never seen anybody in a conference setting teach to that level, the level of detail in pick and roll defenses. Mm -hmm. and brought her own energy to it. Um, she got a standing ovation, too. Oh. Yeah. You know, she got a standing ovation, too. Um, Chris Johnson, oh. I was so hyped because he wants to uh, collab with both me and you. We're going to figure something out. Yeah. I might have him at, a, at one of the conferences in the future. But what I, what I really appreciated was the level of detail on finishing. Yeah angles i love the levels on the backboard 
Yes. I, I use that now, like level three finishes. Um, and then just how they layered. And I took away personally, uh, I, I take pride in my staff with Hoops of Christ. You know, we played in 19 countries professionally, former college and pro guys. I was so impressed with Chris Johnson's staff. Yeah. They came in, bro, clean cut, shirt tucked in, yep. all looked the same, um, all knew their role. And yep. I could tell each one of them, I could tell those guys were all hoopers and they could be their own thing, which I'm sure they're trainers and do so, but they come together yeah. and operate. And I really appreciate how he collabs with them. And then finally, uh, Gannon. The word I got for Gannon I wrote down was anointed. Yeah, in fact. He just – he has an energy. Uh, he is, uh, he's like Peter in the Bible. Facts. He's going to be, he's going to lead you. He's going to say something that, that both empowers you. And then he'll tell you, he'll say something where you got to put his foot in his mouth and say, Oh, my bad. I'll take that back right there. But he just has a spirit about him. Um, he's one of one and Phil um, I, I always say this, I, I take great pride in that I was the one that was able to bring them together and they formed such a bond. And then watching how out of Louisville is committed to the craft. Now you see Gannon speaking at Phil's event. Yeah. And those guys are like brothers, man. They're as tight as can be. But Gannon just killed it, stole the show. And he told me from that one event, see, he got more requests to come and speak or train than any other event he's ever done in 20, 20 plus years. So that's, man. Oh. yeah, I, 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 that's what I took away from the 94 feet certification. Great job, Phil Handy, always giving us flowers and let's swing right now. I want to close off. See on you are one of the few that's been to both committed to the craft events that really target coaches and trainers and committed to the gospel, which we have coming up, our second one here in Louisville on November 17th and 18th. You've got a chance to see both. Can you maybe compare, contrast on how those conferences have impacted you or what you see, how they overlap? It, I mean, committed to the craft, I learned a ton. You know, I learned about business. I learned about, you know, uh, networking. I learned you know, you learn everything from the business side of training at Committed to the Craft. Like, and you can't get any better than the speakers that we've had, that you've had in the last two years. You know what I mean? I mean you know, being around Phil, being around Gannon, uh, you know, I just recently did a camp with Ryan Rizuki out in Canada and being able to be around him. And I met him at Committed to the, at Committed to the Craft. I met him when we did uh, year one in Kentucky. And then I got to really follow up and hang out with him when we were in San Diego. Um, you know, and that I took a lot out of that, man. I was able to learn about business. I was able to network and then not just network, but then start collaborations. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you came down a week later and, and did a camp in New York. We were able to hang out. Uh, I've established relationships outside of that from committed to from committed uh from committed to the craft you know what i mean so i had a ton business networking friendships um uh you know again the community which is a huge thing um and then committed to the gospel was just now we're taking what 
our business, our business mindset, everything that we do as far as business and training. Now we're bringing that into the ministry realm, which is a blessing. You know what I mean? And that's how, again, that's how it started for me. So being able to do what we do as a business and then take that into the, into the ministry realm and being able to, being able to uh, share the gospel, share our faith, share our, and learn how to do that. You know what I mean? Which is, that's what committed to the gospel is. It's like, how can we come together as a community and help each other out? Not just as a business, but same thing in, in the ministry. You know what I mean? How can we collaborate? How can we network? How can we do things together to be more of an impact for the, for, for the word of God, for God? You know what I mean? So that's, that's, uh, that's what I took out of both committed to the craft and committed to the gospel, you know? Yeah, we, we talked about this when we were in L.A. too. You know, it amazed me uh, how many coaches and trainers came up to me and didn't want to talk about basketball. Yeah. They didn't. We, I found that when you're intentional yeah, and you come with a heart to, like, Lord, lead me in this conversation – bring me in front of the right people, set me up with a divine appointment. If I, if I have that intention, you know, when I was in LA, bro, there were coaches talking to me about, they were going through a suicidal time recently. Um, there was one that was talking to me about, they had been away from the Lord and they came back. There was one that says, Hey, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fairly new Christian. I love how you share your faith. I want to do that. I just don't know what that looks like or when's the right time, or I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do it in the wrong way. So what I began to see was the Lord revealing basketball is my passion is what unites us. But the key is, is there a platform that really emphasizes how you can use your sport, not just basketball, but any sport to make an eternal impact. Yeah. You know, I, I'm talking, I'm, I'll just tell this right now, man. I, I was at a funeral. I was a part of a funeral yesterday for an 18-year-old kid that was shot and killed here in Louisville. His mother, I train. Uh, she's a part of our program. She's in the ministry as well. I train her 16-year-old son. Wow. So I just tell you, bro, my goal in life is as much as I want to make an impact through basketball, to keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, like, what are we here for? Um, if we're just talking about basketball, if we're just talking about being successful in this life, like we missed it. Yeah. We missed it. We missed the real opportunity. We missed a real blessing. And one of my good friends, Randall missionary in Nick Rob, he always says, man, once you start doing kingdom work, Everything else is boring, bro. It doesn't satisfy you anymore once you're doing kingdom work. And that's really what I, I walked away with is, you know, people need more than just a game. Some people, they, no one's prayed for them in years. Like just a simple prayer, you know, um, I think goes a long way. So I think that's the main thing I'm really excited about with committed to the gospel. And I want to say this too as well. The Lord put it on my heart during a prayer walk. I'm making the conference completely free. Hey. So if you can make it into Louisville that weekend, November 17th and 18th, 
I'm going to be there. C's going to be there. Gannon's going to be there. We've got an insane lineup of other speakers coming in from across the country. But you're going to be in an environment where everyone's coming with expectation. Everyone's coming to grow and gain clarity. And it won't just be a spark, man. This is where the explosion happens. I'm really believing for that. And you you catch a vision for what God is going to do in your life through the game of basketball, man. So that's something I'm really excited about. Um, I really hope you guys consider being there. And uh, see, I'll let you close up, man. Uh, any final words and, and kind of what you got going on, where they can check you out at? Um. I mean, you can follow my, you can follow me on on, on Instagram. Uh, I go by uh, Coach dot CEE. Um, uh, man, I got. I'm thankful, man. I'm I'm building out my program right now. I'm excited to be building out here in North Jersey, um, and then uh, building out in Canada, man. Um, shout out to my guy Caleb. Um, Caleb, you know, my guy. Caleb, man, uh, that's my boy, man. A very, very. A uh, very, very good coach out in Canada, Victoriaville, Canada. He spe- uh, he uh, he coaches at a uh, at a uh, at a um, what do they call him up there? The he's a coach from one of the teams out there. Um, he um, has an a unique opportunity out there, man. A uh, very unique opportunity. He, uh, you know, when he took this coaching job, he took it with the expectation there was like he's like, listen, if you allow me to coach, he could have coached anywhere. Um, he could have coached anywhere in Canada, and he chose that. It was it's a small it's a small school, but um, he uh, he chose it there because they gave him the opportunity to do what he wanted to do. You know what I mean? He's like, you allow me to do what I do, and you know, let me build out the program. And he's he's very he's really um, impacting lives out there. So shout out to him, and we're really building out there, man. Uh, we're excited to have you out there next summer, man. It's gonna be a that'll be a blessing. Um, but really building out in Canada, um, you know, it started out with just a, a small camp last summer that they just, you know, booked me to come out there to do. And now uh, it, it turned into something better. So we're really building out there. So shout out to Caleb. Uh, but uh, catch me out here in North Jersey. You can follow me on, on IG, man. Uh, you can also follow me on TikTok. I put a lot of stuff out on TikTok. I go by the same name out on TikTok as well. Um but, yeah, man, just be on the lookout. I'm excited to be building out my program uh, in the process of doing it right now. Just found a home, you know, just found some some gym time and stuff like that uh, at a local church out here. And uh, I'm also building out. Um, there's an athletics and outreach program that I'm building out here in North Jersey with uh, with a uh, AAU team called Garden State Bounce. Uh, they're a faith-based organization as well where, you know, they have great uh, third to sixth grade um, teams, but um, they have uh, their their uh, athletics and outreach program is where I help out a lot. We're able to, on a Saturday, bring in kids from the local neighborhoods and being able to uh, spread the word, you know what I mean, use basketball again. Uh, we I do the workouts and stuff like that, and in the process, uh, you know, Pastor Ken and my man Chris Bernard, uh, they 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 share the gospel to the kids, so that's something that I'm a part of that started like two years ago and is very and it's grown a lot. So uh, just that's it, man. That's what I'm doing out here in North Jersey, and uh, that's it, bro. See, thank you, brother. Thank you for joining. 
excited to, to connect with you again at Committed to Gospel. Make sure you guys check out C, man. Uh, listen, he's a great teacher, great teacher on the court, even better dude. Um, and one thing I know about C, man, if you run into him at one of these events, because I feel like he's he's here and there and everywhere, man, come up and talk to him, bro. He's one of the most humble dudes. He'll show you love wherever he's at, man. So I appreciate you, C, for jumping on with me. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me. All right, brother.